whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am well. Thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And, and we, we are here are to here rant to and rave. I know. One of these days um, we're going to take this act on the road and get some fringed costumes and... <laughs> Some fringe. I want some fringe on a leotard. That's what I'm looking at. A hundred percent. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe a royal blue leotard with some white fringes on it. Oh, that sounds like Dana. That sounds like the dancing grannies of Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, yes, you're right. Do you know well, who I'm talking about? I do. Yes. Uh-huh. They're so cute. And yes. not to be a Debbie Downer right off the top of the bat. How do I know about them? CBS Sunday Morning, Aunt Jessica's favorite show. Mm -hmm. Um, They highlighted them because I had forgotten about this a year ago. Do you remember a car plowed through that Christmas parade? Yes. And killed six people and injured a bunch? Well, some of the people that were lost were part of the Dancing Grannies troupe. And one of the women that was severely injured has been rehabilitating over the last year and was back to dance and got like super emotional. And she's like, they're not going to stop us. They're not going to stop our joy. And these ladies are like family and we love and support each other and everything. It was beyond. And to see them back on the street, I don't know that I could come back from something like that. So I I applaud and love when people are able to rise up from a horrific tragedy and continue going on and not letting those guys win, if you will. Uh, oh my God. I didn't realize. I don't mean that. to be super emo right off the bat, but tis the season. Uh, <laughs> I know. Gosh, Jessica, Christmas is getting so close. I can't believe it. Because I Hanukkah's can't believe on, it. When's Hanukkah start? It starts the 18th. Yeah, very soon. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I am not ready. I am not ready. Um, I but am. You know what? I'm done with everything. Well, I'm ready for the time off, but I have no Christmas gifts for anyone I love. Zero. Not my child, not my husband, not my family, <laughs> not even you, Jessica. I've died. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. And it sucks because I love doing that. I love... Oh, sorry. My son's home today. Yes. What? what? Yeah, that's daddy. Daddy? Well, can you go ask him? Because mommy's recording a show. <laughs> so, guys, just How? in case you... You, daddy? <laughs> um, my son is sick today and had to stay home. So, Aww. there might be a couple of interruptions. But Dan Tipton's working from home today, too. So, maybe that'll help out. <laughs> Okay, wait a minute. I'm whispering that. Well, they probably can't hear me. No, I don't I know why I'm whispering it. it. Uh, I have an idea already, and it's a gift that you can benefit from too. Mm. Why don't you, when we are done, 
you are going to go online to Target and you are going to select, do you like this buffalo plaid that I'm wearing? Yes. So they have the family PJ sets at Target. I saw. I so I got one for myself and I wanted to get it for Alan. We've never done that, but I was like, you know what? These are We've cute. Never we'll done both it wear either. them. So they didn't have his size. They were sold out in the men's in the Buffalo plaid, but they had even my size in the women's. So I grabbed it. My point of telling you this is we went online last night. They're on sale. <gasps> so the full PJ set. Let me tell you this. We ordered a set for Alan, a set for our nephew. So those are both adult sizes. Then we ordered three of the kids size Buffalo plaid night shirts, the long mm. night shirts, 70 bucks for the no five way. sets and no free place. shipping. They're doing free shipping and they're sold out in stores. Get it. And you can all have adorable jams and you can all match. I love that so much. We've never done that before either, but I really wanted to this year. And I actually went specifically to Target to mm -hmm. look. And at the time, it was like, I want to say right around or after Thanksgiving because I was mm -hmm. in the spirit and they were yep. too expensive. I was like, I can't spend that money. So They're I didn't do it. And free shipping. That's amazing. I'm going to have to do yep. that because there's just something so cute about it. I don't it's know what it is. It's cute. like cozy and cute. Like I can just imagine us with our hot cocoa in a Christmas movie, you know? Yes. Yes. Ooh, good to know. I know. Mm. There's um, plenty of fun things there to get everyone on your list. I'm not I kidding. know. I went there the other day and I was like, Jessica's not wrong. Their Hanukkah game is on point. The almost it's amazing. the entire almost the entire dollar spot area there at the front was Hanukkah. And it was yes. so cute. So cute. And then I found finally a cute shirt because I always want a few companies make like ugly Hanukkah sweaters now, which are amazing. And I love yes. ugly Christmas sweaters. I know. I got Alan and I both t-shirts. They're from Star Wars and it says festival of lightsabers. He does cute. not know. Aww. It's a menorah, but the candles are lightsabers. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so dorky. Well, I love it. But that's what's cozy, I think, the dorkiness of it. Yes. Um, yesterday, so Dan Tipton's birthday was last week. Mm hmm And our week just got really crazy. Pardon me. He was trying to, like, get through some stuff at work. Mm-hmm. I ended up, um, I mean, I can- Booking I can... something that you can't tell us about, <laughs> but I'm going to say it for you. It's I'm not, not going to say what it is. No, I can say it's not like a big secret. I'm not a big reveal or anything, but I was, I booked a job on 911. Yeah. Is... <laughs> One of my favorite shows. Big spoiler. She's always on my favorite shows. <laughs> my, that my in-laws love that show too. So they're very mm -hmm. excited. Um, and it's also, it's kind of cool because it's the parent show to Dan Tipton's show. So my yes. husband, Dan Tipton works on Lone Star 911. Mm -hmm. And then I got to be on 911. So that was sort of fun. And so love it. things got crazy. I had like wardrobe fittings and stuff on his birthday and he had to work kind of late. So we decided we were going to celebrate mm -hmm. over the weekend. So yesterday mm -hmm. we ordered him a tiramisu cake from Porto's. If you live uh, in LA, you know what Porto's is. If you don't live in LA, <laughs> there's still a large chance that you know what Porto's is. It's so good. 
It's the best. And if you want the most exquisite dessert for an outrageously reasonable price, you Uh go to Porto's. 100%. And (sighs) if you live in the L.A. area, Porto's can get absolutely insane because it's so good and everybody loves it and it's reasonably priced. It can get crazy. Can I give you a backup that's just as great? Hmm. The Lil the Lilith Bakery over here by me. It's on. Oh. Like, it's on Victory. It's not quite close to me. It's more towards Burbank a little okay. bit, I guess. Sure, sure. Hollywood area, but it is an Armenian bakery. Same deal. Gorgeous, Ooh. delicious, yum yums. But they they just like Portos. They also have like a different counter that you can get food and savory things mm, too. Mm-hmm. And they make what is that dish? That is like a dough bowl with an egg inside of it. That is so Oh, my God. A ketchupuri. Yes. Ketchupuri. I love it. Yeah. So that's a good backup for Porto's if you need I'm to. I'm It's re- and never a line. Never. So good. Amazed. Anyway, I got us off track. Here's the story I'm going to tell because I'm Dana and I <laughs> have a gross story to tell every week. Don't I? <laughs> so Henry and I snuck out because Dan had to run a couple of errands and I had pre-ordered the cake. So we were going to okay. get the cake and then get him a birthday card and some undershorts, undershirts and socks and stuff that um, because he wears them until they're disintegrating and it drives me uh-huh. crazy. And so I just uh-huh. have to buy him new ones. Like I wish somebody bought my underwear for me all the time. Wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> Like, when's the last time you purchased your own underwear, socks, and undershirts? Dan uh, Tipton. Always. Me always, I have not to do, him. No, exactly. Yes. I have to do the same thing for Alan. So I okay. Feel <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we were, this was just yesterday. We get out at Target. We walk into the front door. Obviously, I can't walk past the dollar spot. And right. they had these adorable little um, stockings that you can decorate yourself you know like a snowman or little pom-pom balls in that area and i said henry we should get stockings for all the animals because we have like an animal stocking but these were so cheap and cute i was like let's get cutter holly and lucy one so we grab it and he goes i don't feel good (laughs) and we have our masks on because i'm still running from the devil and so is he so we mask Mm -hmm. up when we go out and under his mask i hear him go and I was like, oh, God, he starts to puke. I have my fistful of stockings that he did vomit on. No. And I ran out like a straight up criminal with those <laughs> stockings in my hand. I ran out the front door and went around the garbage can to the side and let him vomit at the side of the, the door there. Oh, bless. So then I had to, he was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. So I think what happened is he had a lot of nasal congestion and it was dripping. Yes. And it makes him gag. It does me too. Yep. You know. Yeah. So anyway, I had to go back into the store up to the security guys and I go, I just ran straight out the door with this handful of stockings. <sighs> and I paused because of their look at me like, did this lady rob us and she's coming in to tattle? Is she trying to set us? Is this some kind of trick for her to tell us we're not doing our job? I don't know. They did not know what was going on. And so then I go, um, my son just vomited on these. And they go, oh. Uh, and I go, I'm going to buy them. Don't worry. But I just wanted you to know that's why I'm walking in with these stockings because I just ran out with them. And they go, they look around both of them and they go, you don't have to buy them. You can just kind of like put them over there if you want. And 
I was like, it's fine. I was going to buy them anyway. Much more reason to buy them now. So, (laughs) holy crap. Why can't I ever go to the store? Like, I don't think I ever go to a store and just have a normal, if I'm not sucking my dress up some kind of pipe somewhere or vomiting myself, it's my kid. Like, I never have a normal store experience. How was your week, Jessica? <laughs> well, I will maybe make you feel a little bit better. I did not throw oh. up, um, but I did have a wardrobe malfunction at the opera this weekend. Oh, no. you Did you go see Tosca? Yes. <gasps> was it so it was. How are we such Let me tell you nerds? something. Do you think anyone would peg me as an opera nerd? I don't think I'd get pegged <laughs> as an opera nerd very much, but I do love it. Was it amazing? I don't know. You love music and you love you singing. Um, let me tell you something, listeners. I mean, it, sadly, it's not like this is something that's now going on the road and you can catch in your town. If you are an opera fan, if you are not, I beg you, look up Miss Angel Blue, who was the star of Tosca. Um, I have never, I have seen Placido Domingo when he was mm-hmm. still at LA Opera. Um, when no Arturo one knew Supreme that he Cruz. was. When no one knew uh, that he was creepster. a predator. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, Arturo. Ooh. <sighs> Who I'm in love with. Uh, Russell Thomas. I've seen like some incredible stars of current day opera. Let me tell you something. I've never seen or heard a reaction from a performance like I have with Angel Blue. She had a specific number, which I think was in act two. It was so dramatic and it ends with her like this, like on the ground, kind of with her head down on the ground. Mm -hmm. I can't explain this. It was like when the Beatles landed in America. The shrieks and the collapse, and it was and it was appropriate. I mean, it was the opera. People still had some decorum, right? Right. But (laughs) so much so that they had to I've never seen them have to hold for so long. And she finally went like this and looked up and broke the fourth wall and went, Thank you. And then put her head back down because did it was. Did you get chills? Did you get chills? Yes. Yeah. She's probably also never experienced that, but Dana, it was one of those things where everyone was holding their breath. It was wow. that magnificent. Um, I'm embarrassed. I don't remember the man who played opposite her. Also, outrageously, like just what a beautiful, beautiful voice. It was a very dark show alan was like i love how you're clutching your pearls and shocked it's a tragedy it's an opera of course someone was gonna die i know but it happens on stage like i mean not i'm not spoiling anything it's a classic story that was written a few hundred years ago she takes her life at the end and falls backwards out of a window and i was like what no (laughs) i know also it's tragic wasn't expecting the firing squad to actually fire. I'm not trying to be stupid, but yes, I guess I thought it was going to be like the nutcracker and a little bit of a pop, like no. a cork <laughs> coming out. No, they fully fired blanks, and I am the only person in the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion that screamed, like shrieked. <laughs> I can't I'm not like, get <gasps> I can't get out of my head. So, like, where I come from, there's a hillbilly park called Silver Dollar City. I've talked about it before. Yes. And they sell pork guns. It. 
So now I'm like imagining court guns in this tragic opera. <laughs> Trust me, they did not have them. But it was amazing. What am I telling you this? My very long-winded story that I actually for once didn't forget my point. It's like a world record. I got these adorable clothing very wild and a bit out of the norm for me uh, from Kika Vargas. She's a Colombian designer and they had an amazing pop-up. They did like five designers about a month or so ago at Target. Kika Vargas was one of them. The clothes are pretty outrageous, very colorful, very loud, bold prints. And I was like, I don't care if I just think this looks good or that I want it to look good on me. I love it. It is not making any apologies. I'm getting it. Good. Well, one of the things is kind of like a baby doll dress, which I don't normally wear. I don't wear short and la la la. It feels short because it's like under the breasts, right? The empire waist kind of. And then it goes to about my knees or maybe a little above. So I'm wearing my real tight spanks under there. Okay. Sucky innies. That's what I call them. My sucky innies. Uh huh. And these are long, like they almost go to my knee, like they're perfect for any long dress. Probably not right for what I was wearing. What am I telling you this for? They were fully showing, didn't know, walked into the bathroom and saw, oh my God. Okay. My black biker shorts at the (laughs) opera are in full view. And to make things worse, I put my purse across my body, like a crossbody, thinking that would be better and more flattering. Nope. Pulled the dress yeah, all the way up to, to me. here. That's happened to me, too. Yeah. Dana, um, I was horrified. Let me just set your mind at ease a little bit. If it was that much, it may have looked like a choice. You know, there are some people that wear those, like, little capri things underneath yes. dresses. Yes. So, but my major concern here is I have a real issue. Mm-hmm. You are not alone. <laughs> you are with a person who has dedicated and committed his life to you and sees you and experiences you on a level deeply uh-huh. emotional. Why the hell did that man's eyeballs <laughs> not see your undergarments? Hanging out below your dress. That's where my issue would come in. So when we left, I had like rolled them up, like Uh pulled the leg part, tried to pull it up into my crotch. So I had like this much fabric scrunched up on the sides. And it just slowly gave way. It slowly (laughs) gave way and relaxed. Rolled down. And he's like, I swear it didn't look like that when we left the house. I go, well, it sure looks like that now. Oh, my God. I was so embarrassed. I was mortified because you know what? A choice would be to wear leggings, right? If you're yeah, not going to wear but maybe that's, not, that's what they thought tights. you were going for, maybe. Well, I wanted to bring this dress for Christmas when we go to visit family. Uh I might, but I'm going to have to find some leggings or some real <laughs> thick, opaque tights to wear under it. I was mortified. I can't wear it again. Yes, you can. You can fix Unless it. It's fine. I have a pantsuit underneath. Or just get a top sucky any that goes down that level, but not down your legs. Yeah. 
like uh like a tank top kind of that you pull. I feel down. like those will just roll up like an old blind, and that's not going to be good for me. Okay, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I do because uh, I have had. You've known me long enough to know that I have a lot of underwear issues, all types of underwear, mm-hmm. bras, sucky innies, panties, all the <laughs> unders, all the unders are uh. issues for Dana. Um, so I have a particular tank top sucky any that won't roll on you that I can let you know about. Oh, well, we're going like, to have to exchange not a brand. info. It's not a brand. It's a style. It's a type. Because okay. I, because I'm a, built like a glow worm. <laughs> Shut off, you fool. Sections of my body. It's been a lot of trial and error over the years. You know. Well, uh, I'm like a cake pop. A big round ball on a stick. Okay? The whole upper portion. Speaking of work, one time, so Jessica and I have been doing this long enough that we have had, we could absolutely (laughs) make you cry with the stories of horrificness. That have yes. been treated, we have been treated like because of our bodies in this industry. Okay. It's yes. damaging. It's terribly damaging. <sighs> it ain't, I think, ain't a lie. I think that is happening less and less these days, but it used to be a real problem. And so I used to have wardrobe people that as soon as they saw me were instantly livid because they were like, I'm going to go have to shop for this person instead of pulling from our zero in uh-huh. size two closets that we just our arsenal. Had. Yes. And right. so they hated me from the second I was there. So to get ahead of that, what I would start doing is when wardrobe would call me, I would say, here's what you need to know about me. Don't put me in a suit jacket. I'm built like a spider. I'm round with appendages. Um, I have giant boobs. And so anyway, one time I went in for a fitting and the wardrobe ladies were there and I said, hi, I'm Dana. I'm here for my fitting. And they both just stared at me for a second and they looked at each other and looked at me and she goes, Oh my God, the way you described yourself over the phone, we thought a troll was walking in here. Beautiful. (laughs) I love it so much. So I tried to like ease up on myself a little bit when I'm describing myself now because I was like, well, no, I'm not a troll. Also, things seem to have gotten better over the years, but you and I have talked about this before, too. Now, when you're hired uh, for a job, let alone a professional job, meaning a SAG or an equity production Mm -hmm. or after now since they're merged years ago, Mm -hmm. you are supposed to show up as the actor and you don't pay for anything. You are paid and everything is taken care of for you. You're fed, you're clothed, all of this. Well, I had had so many bad experiences my entire time of being in LA that I just got used to bringing a garment bag. And y'all, I'm talking about with like 10 different outfit options where I thought my finger was going to break off, carrying it over, hustling there. And the last time I was on, the lady goes, oh, I'm sorry, what is this? I said, my clothing options. Options. She was so confused. And she goes, oh, honey, we're taking care of that. And I almost started crying because I was relieved, shocked, confused. And then also the trauma from having done it for so many years. I said, what? I've always had to bring my own because they told me they didn't have anything for me or they weren't sure and blah, blah, blah. So out of sheer uh, paranoia. Yes. Yes. I used to be the same way, Jessica. And I got to a certain point in my career where I was like, I'm not less than anyone else. 
And I earned this job. I earned this job and I earned to be here. And I got to the point where when they would say to me, can you please help us out and bring some options? We don't really have a lot for you. I just would, I would say, okay. And I would bring two things. And that was that. And I was already there and they didn't have a choice because I'm like, you get paid probably more than me and definitely more regularly than me to go Uh shop for me. So you're going to do it. And I'm not going to haul my whole wardrobe here because I'm ashamed of my body and that you have to go do it for me. No, this is, this is, yeah, this is my job. This is what I earned. And this is your job. And I'm sorry that not everyone is my size. We're not all supposed to be the same size. Correct. You and I are also not people who are in a place where clothes are not made for us. We do not weigh 1,000 pounds. Correct. And there is now no options. There's plenty of options. I'm telling you, when I went to my wardrobe fitting last week, they didn't ask me to bring a single thing. And I'm not As joking. They I was I was so shocked. I got there. There were two racks full of clothing just for me. Good. How refreshing for once. That did not used to happen when I was younger. You know, it has happened on other shows that I've recurred on because I've been there for episodes. And so they have a closet for me, you know, Mm -hmm. for audio, I put closet in quotes because it's (laughs) a closet. But, (laughs) but, you know, that's just Hollywood lingo. Um, Anyway, anyway, that was refreshing. I loved that. So uh, now that we've talked about our underwear. Well, I'm going to tell people how they can write in about how they feel about our underwear and anything else they like. Also, just for the record, any recommendations? Because Jessica and I have learned so much from you guys over the years. Yes. Any recommendations from y'all, I'll take. We take them and we try them. Okay. Seriously. (laughs) Uh, Please find us, follow us, like us, share us. And communicate with us on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook at the Rants and Raves Podcast, TikTok at the Rants and Raves P, at the Rants and Raves P. Then you can find our ins- uh, not Instagram channel. My goodness gracious! You can find our YouTube channel, the Rants and Raves Podcast. You can download our audio there, or you already do that on many other platforms. But on YouTube. You can watch our episodes in entirety with full video. You can see all of the madness and hilarity as it unfolds. Uh, and dirty we're done hair. With Twitter. Look, how, look how dirty my hair is. Mm-hmm. So you get to, I'm sharing that with our listeners today, too. <laughs> You're so done with Twitter. I'm sorry, we don't get, we we're don't done. get, um, too controversial on this show, but Elon Musk can eat a poop taco. Okay. Uh huh. We're done Boo. with Twitter. Yeah, we're so done. Don't, we're done. I don't think any of you ever tried to communicate with us, sir. Some of you followed us, sir. We appreciate you. But Twitter has left the building for the Rants yeah. and Raves podcast. That's Send right. us an email anytime, the Rants and Raves podcast at gmail.com, or go to the contact button on our website, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. Everything we do and say is the Rants and Raves podcast. You got to have that the, you got to have that podcast. I sound like Theo Vaughn right now, but yeah. put that. <laughs> In anything you're trying to find for us, except TikTok, the Rants and Raves P. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Um, before we move on just a little bit, I got my kalimba here. Oh, yeah. I had, I had a kalimba announcement last week. But this is a <laughs> – usually the kalimba only stands for mistakes that I've made. 
this week, this week though, it's a special announcement. Doesn't it sound like Mr. Rogers? Yes. The trolley. Oh, I love it. Okay. But I just wanted to say, I don't think I've shared this with our listeners, but I'm going to be, what do you call it? Not headlining, but kind of uh, um, improv festival um, Mm -hmm. for Happy Valley Improv. Yes. Uh, I'm going to be speaking and teaching and performing and stuff like that in mm-hmm. is it March or May? It's coming up soon. I think it's in May. Um, but we have a big rants and raves announcement about that. They have yeah. invited Jessica out with me. Uh, oh, and we are yeah. going to do a live podcast recording in front of a live studio audience out there. Yes. Happy Valley Improv and to help promote their festival. So, uh, in State College, Pennsylvania. That's right. That's right. Where Penn State is. There's some cool caves out there in case you want that with your improv. Um, there's Lloyd a- Collins is a Collins. Uh- oh, no. Jessica's back on her Floyd <laughs> Collins kick. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, he's a famous caver in case y'all didn't know, but let's not get into it. Right, Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's going to be a whole weekend of fun. Jessica and yes. I are going to be wilding out. I mean, when's the last we time wait. we've traveled together? Years ago. It's literally been literally years. years. We did ago. a police job I think when with we drove you. to Cambria. Oh, that's right. For the Improv Utopia Festival. And then I also traveled with you once to do a cop job uh, yes. in Washington. Did we do that in Washington? No, but it was Northern California. Oh, okay. Same diff. <laughs> <laughs> the Pacific Northwest. The Pacific Northwest. Anyway, <laughs> if you are out near there at any point um, during the festival, yes. I'll swing by. We're going to be very accessible. <laughs> you can come. We meet. will post about that a yes. lot. Yes. In Links the- to tickets. Absolutely. And- As it gets closer, we'll give you more and more information. But um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping like, you know, we're in talks right now. You know, we want to record it. So hopefully that's something maybe we can offer to you guys on Patreon um, mm-hmm. that we're working on as well. I would like to apologize. This is why this was for. This was the mess up part. I'd like to apologize for not getting little shorts out last week because I was just super busy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Because you were going to be on a major TV show. Hmm, sounds like a good reason to me. Thanks, Jessica. I hate when I fall <laughs> off of something I'm trying to build, but it was kind of necessary. So anyway, I will be yes. back. Um, I will, hopefully this week we'll get out some fun ones. And I'm just also, so you know, I'm just going to be releasing them no matter what episode. They're just fun little sound bites and yeah. just going to keep sprinkling them out there so anyway thanks a lot you guys for all of your support last week was a real mess up it was a real mess up uh, <laughs> it's been a while but it happens <laughs> from time to time when you got two uh quarter-aged ladies i gave us a little buffer uh, <laughs> trying to do some new fangled <laughs> stuff so anyway we're doing our best we love you guys and we appreciate all your hilarious time. and there will yes, be a chance do. for you to come meet us if you're out that way yeah uh big shout out to james tierney for figuring this all out he runs happy yes. Valley improv and they he's always been so good to me i actually met him at improv utopia the last time we traveled mm-hmm. together uh that's where i yep. met him he was in a workshop of mine and we became friends and so anyway, it all works out. 
Um, love it. Love it. Love it. Are we ready for our rants? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm excited about this one because I have a funny story to go with it. But this, here we go. I'm going to read this rant that came in. People unscrewing caps to salt and or any condiments on the table at a restaurant. My friend and I mm. were out to dinner last night and we were so excited to get our food at a new place we had been dying to try. Our food came to the table. Everything looked perfect. Then my friend poured some soy sauce on her plate or, well, at least tried to. The cap fell onto her food. Gross. First of all, <laughs> people touch those caps. So, nope. yeah. Nope. Yep, yep, yep. As did half of the bottle of soy sauce. Soy sauce is something you cannot overdo. You, it's gross if you overdo. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say, you can never have too much soy sauce. No, no, I was no, like, girl, cannot. I beg to differ. I was going to say, I said that wrong. You can't overdo it because it's too gross. You shouldn't overdo it. Not you can't not overdo it. Okay, now we're in semantics. <laughs> it's like Dr. Seuss right now. Yeah, it shouldn't happen. How that? How's that? What? That's what's in the email. Why did you need to open it? We called the server over to the table and he said, oh, yeah, that's weird. You know, it was probably one of us refilling the bottles and forgot to screw the top back on. Huh? Question mark, question mark. You put the top on but forgot to screw it closed? How? All caps. The most <laughs> annoying part was how long it took him to come back with a rag to clean the table. Okay. Yes, get over there quickly. But also, was their food replaced? Because that's not her fault. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, gross. It's so, I'm sure that it happens on accident sometime, but it's so infuriating. And the story that I have to go with it just makes me giggle because it's about my mama. <laughs> God rest her soul. One time when my parents were out here in L.A., uh, I we used to love to take them to Bob's Big Boy for breakfast. Because, you yes. know, it's just iconic. It's cool. Totally. It's yummy enough. <laughs> and oftentimes you'll see people there, like celebrities and mm -hmm. stuff, you know. So anyway, it was just always one of our go-to things if they came to visit. So we have our dinner, you know, our, lunch, our breakfast, whatever. We're having a good time. We're getting ready to leave. And at the cash register, because you pay at the cash register at the front, when you're done, uh, there's that little, it's for Parmesan cheese, I think, you know, those holders, mm -hmm. but they put toothpicks in it. Okay. <laughs> so oh my, my mom picked that up and shook it because she wanted, when I That's tell how you, you get them out. when I tell you that hundreds of toothpicks <laughs> flew all over the lobby, I cannot. the lid flew off and she was shaking toothpicks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, because I'm a wonderful daughter, I died oh laughing. God. I mean, I was scream laughing. <laughs> it was so shocking. None of us expected it. And my mother was the kind of woman that, like, I don't know if I traumatized her or what, but she was always <laughs> did not want to be looked at. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this was her worst nightmare. And I was calling oh. more attention to it, which I've always called more attention to her, which is part of the reason why she always told me, stop being weird. Please be quiet. Don't make those faces. <laughs> like everything. <laughs> she was like, please don't be you because she didn't want anyone looking at her. <laughs> oh my God, Dana. A total like gun shooting toothpick slinger. <laughs> But it's like, unreal. who took the lid off of that thing in the first place and didn't screw it back on? 
But when you're talking about food, I hope that restaurant replaced that food because that's clearly not her fault. And it would literally be unedible at the time, at that point. They better have. Right? That was not the person's fault because you no. know what? I knocked something all over food once and it was my fault. I was younger and I was drunker. Uh-oh. And this was after like an all day work event getting hammered. My boss was freaking pouring the drinks down my throat. What job was and- this? I want this job. <laughs> We went afterwards. It was like 1030 at night and I hadn't eaten and I was hammered. We went to what I've been told is now gone. The little next door, an amazing French restaurant that was on West Third Street. That. Yeah, I remember. I never went. But I oh, my God. That. It was so cute. Well, I was drunk and obnoxious and talking with my hands. Big shocker. And I smashed a freshly poured Kier Royale that I had ordered and knocked it. And it literally, the whole thing filled up my entree. Like it was inedible. Now that was my fault. And I was totally out of line. The server couldn't have been nicer. He came over and said, Oh, madame, uh, excuse me. uh, Let me replace your food. And he went to grab the thing. And what did I say? I don't care about the food. Just bring me another drink. Weren't you delightful? Mm-hmm. You Listen, I've been that girl before, too. I mean, you remember that night I got kicked out of a hard rock cafe for puking at the table. So I have no, <laughs> I have no, way, no reason to judge you whatsoever. Believe me. <laughs> there was so many bad things that happened that night. It just didn't stop. But yes, I mean, that was my fault. And they still replaced the food, which I, they shouldn't have. That was now, on me. I'm trying to think. Have you ever waited tables? Have yes, done- I was terrible at it. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've told the stories. I was clumsy as hell. Same. But I'm telling you, though, when I filled my ketchups and my condiments and all that, I, I was pretty careful with that. I never had any issues with that. I was the yes. girl, like, spilling drinks on newborn babies and tables running out without paying. Those were my issues. Mm-hmm. But, like, condiments yes. and stuff, how do you forget that? I don't get it. I really, really don't get it. And like I said, well, honestly, any condiment, anything you do too much of, because I was thinking like salt, pepper, any of those, ew, your food is ruined. It's over. It's over. It's ruined. Yes. Yeah. That's the problem. You cannot take away when you're dealing with food. Yeah. You can add, but you can never take it away. No. Remember, remember when I told you guys about how I tried to make refried beans when I was a kid? My mom made me and I put too much bolinos in it. And it tasted so nasty. And I just What is gominos? Gominos? Uh, cumin. Cumin. Oh. But we called it, well, my grandma called it gominos. Yes. Because, you know, I'm Spanish. <laughs> I don't Totes. speak. Well. I don't speak Spanish except for, like, gominos. And I Dios mío and cállate. All the mean things. Every time I got in trouble, <laughs> those are the Spanish things that I remember. Although I do remember. Ay, que linda. Because that's like, oh, so cute, you know. <laughs> that's cute. Um, the new oh Wednesday my God. show. Yeah, humans are real doozer. Oh, and you can't take it back. So I was like, well, no. then I'll cover it. And you can't do that either. I put milk in there. I put sugar in oh, there. Oh, yeah. Taco seasoning. Oh, bless your heart. Bless my grandma's heart. She ate it. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> anyway, 
I'm sorry that that happened. What about to Wednesday you. Adams? She doesn't speak Spanish either, Jenny Ortega. She is Latina. Somebody told me that Amazing. the other day. I'm telling you guys, if anyone listening knows John Leguizamo, I want he and I to write a pilot about this white girl that goes and finds her Spanish family. <laughs> because he that. just he just made a statement saying he he really wanted to see more Hispanic television and stuff. I'm like, I'm your girl. I'm your gateway in. Yep. I'm the dumb, dumb white girl that needs to learn about her culture. It'll be hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so come on, Johnny. <laughs> Always been a fan. <laughs> Heck yeah. I love him. Oh, my God. That was such a great What a rant. nightmare. That's a great rant. It really is. Yeah. Mine, I will keep short because, hey, you guys have heard me bitch about anything with our medical system. Probably a lot. Well, I'm not done because I was dealing with this again this morning. It it took precedence and booted the rant I had originally had uh, planned for today. No. Um, I just want to make a real quick, real quick statement about um, insurance mm. and me wondering, as usual, why we pay into it when it doesn't cover a lot of things that it should and could. America, um, America. <laughs> Seriously. I will say that again, I have the respect and consideration, at least before I bitch about something, to start it by saying, Dana or whoever I'm talking to, I know this has nothing to do with you, or I know this was not your decision. And I'm not being condescending when I say that. Mm -hmm. Me getting upset with the young woman who answered my call at Blue Shield did not make the decision or policies, right? However, my point is, I have an endoscopy tomorrow. Okay, it's been two years since I had one. I got to have one. So I got a call Friday afternoon at 3.30. So that's the end of the day on a weekend to be told, hi. And I thought they were calling to say, don't forget, don't eat or drink anything past this time. They called to let me know that after insurance, my portion that I'm responsible for, that I must pay up front. Is four hundred and ninety six dollars. <gasps> what? So I went nuts and I said, "Absolutely not! There must be a mistake." I've been to this surgical center before. I've also had this procedure before. My husband and I—I know—we're different people. We have the same insurance. He was just there a month ago for a colonoscopy. He didn't pay a penny, not even a copay. Well, yes, ma'am. Uh, you see, uh, colonoscopy falls under prevention so that's covered and endoscopy falls under diagnostics so that's not covered what so the nutshell of this is and so you guys can know when my voice started cracking and i was half yelling half crying i said awesome another case of let's hope nothing's wrong with you and this will be covered but god forbid i have cancer or something worse or less or anything in between tough shit for me yes. and I have to pay for the test and then whatever else I'm going to have to endure if God forbid they find something. That's awful. And you know what she said? I know. I'm so sorry. Aww. 
it's really broken how this whole system works. It is so broken. Again, why am I yelling at her? I called and went, she I didn't knows yell, it. but she got upset with my doctor's office. Yeah. And they agreed. They're like, we don't know what to say. And then she's like, let me do some numbers, which I appreciated. And there in live time is looking up. My doctor's office is able to look up if I go to this center, that center, all of which are covered mm-hmm. with my PPO, which is supposed to be everything. The where you get to choose, right? Mm-hmm. That it would be even more if I went elsewhere. Oh my god! So they're like, "Do you want to cancel?" And then I'm like, "Well, I don't want to cancel. I also don't want to pay five hundred dollars. But I guess I don't have a choice. My <sighs> choice would be to cancel, and then freak out and God forbid there's something, something wrong. wrong. Not be at. I can't cancel. But I, I said the I fact know. that I'm paying you five hundred dollars that I do not have. I said, times are tough for everyone right now. I don't have $500 to give you. And I don't appreciate you telling me this literally on a Friday afternoon when I have to be at the surgical center at 7 a.m. on Tuesday morning. And a week before the holidays. Yes. So I'm sorry I'm yelling into the microphone. I'm just so fed up with it. It's so broken. Just to add to that. And listen, I don't know what the answers are. It's not my job to know the answers. I'm That's not my profession. Right? So I'm not sure how to fix it. All I know is it's so criminally wrong. So yes. a, a good friend of ours who is a single mother and has a three-year-old, she, like us, is in entertainment and does mm-hmm. other jobs and stuff, but she mm-hmm. does not qualify for insurance, which honestly... Like, whatever, if it's bad-mouthing our union or not, I qualified for insurance, but because Fox Studios held on to my earnings for four quarters, Mm -hmm. I lost my insurance during COVID, and it still hasn't been reinstated when I have been qualified this entire time, okay? So that's That's a problem in our union. And there are people much more powerful than me that thought that, that the same thing happened to them, and they couldn't get it taken care of. So I don't have Unreal. But anyway, so this girlfriend of ours who does not qualify for SAG insurance, single mother, three-year-old baby, had to get on the California whatever. I don't know Uh what the program's called. The name has changed so many times, but you know what I'm talking about. $375 a month for her three-year-old, $375 a month month for her, just in case anything happens. As if a single mother mother has that kind of cash laying around for just in cases. (laughs) That's a joke. That's disgusting. My sister was a single mother. Like, no, they don't have this money. They're doing the best they can to keep their head above water and find childcare to even be able to work. A hundred percent. Also, $800 is more than what some people make, let alone net in a week. Thank you. Most people. (laughs) I will. I'm pretty sure that's more than most people make right now. Right. I will say this because I am trying to be on the up and up in general, but especially during this joyous time of year. (laughs) Maybe we can all take a lesson from the state of New Mexico Uh, who has just passed something in their constitution Mm -hmm. that enables and gives families that make under $119,000 a year Free, mandatory, free child care. Yep. Yep. 
I mean, so that people can work and maybe take care of their families. A hundred percent, because we now live in a time where most families need a dual income to survive. It hasn't always been that way, but it is now. Now, if they have children, how how are they? The what? Usually, what's happening is the lower-paid individual is literally working just to pay for childcare. A hundred percent. Demoralizing that is that's been me in my lifetime before. Yes, it's, so it's ridiculous. Demoralizing. You you can't get ahead, and it's like, well, then maybe I shouldn't even work, and I wouldn't have that expense, and then I'm with my baby. I mean, it's yep. also it's so many shades of messed up. It upsets. It me really terribly. is, and I don't know what the I answer is. But Jessica, I'm so sorry. You have had so many struggles with doctors and things like this. And, specifically related to insurance issues and it just infuriates me i hate it and again please don't anyone think i'm saying thank god i do not have a terminal illness or we've talked about certain things i do have chronic illnesses that i'm being treated for but like i can't imagine god forbid somebody has cancer or anything of that magnitude what it is like and what they're dealing with right we've got to Something's got to change change here. Well, because people are dying. And that's the thing that people, Mm -hmm. I think, just kind of goes by. We don't think about too much, probably because we don't want to. But like you and I lost our friend Tilt, uh, who Mm -hmm. was our age, maybe a year younger even. um, Yes. And he knew that he had heart problems. He had some health problems. And he said, I'm going to die because Mm -hmm. I don't have health insurance. And we lost him. Mm -hmm. Too young. He was way too young. Very right. It was very preventable, preventable. Um, mm-hmm. And we lost him. And it's because he couldn't get the help that he needed. And that is wrong. That's wrong. A hundred percent. Anyway. <clears throat> Are you scared? time for a, I've never a had cleansing an, wind? Yeah, for sure. I've never had an endoscopy. Are you scared? Is it you've done it before? I'm not scared because you're out for it. I did, however, years ago in my early days of L.A., have the most traumatizing experience I've ever had with the meanest doctor I've ever been to. And I was forcibly held down and given one (gasps) without any anesthesia. No. It's kind of a miracle that I'm halfway normal to this day because of that experience. I've never had anything worse happen to me. And everyone I've told... When I've always asked, I'm like, I'm going to be put under for this, right? They're like, of course. I'm like, well, don't act shocked because I had one where I wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, no joke. Yeah. Oh, real quick, just to add to that medical thing, Mm -hmm. too. I don't know if I told you this. I love how I act like it's just you and me here when there's like hundreds of us. But anyway, this is something people need to know. (laughs) Uh, My in-laws are very not well. They're elderly. Mm -hmm. Um, My... Mother-in-law is pretty severely in dementia at this point. Mm -hmm. We believe that my father-in-law is too, but he's also had four strokes. It's it's a lot, right? Just recently, his caretakers, we have caretakers for them. We have to at Mm -hmm. this point, um, Mm -hmm. took him to the dentist. And this dentist said, oh, you need to have two teeth pulled. And while the caretaker was not with him, she was gathering up all of their coats and things like that to leave. They charged my father-in-law $800 two months before the extraction for two teeth to be extracted, $800. 
it was a very clear elderly grab. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Yes. Like yes taking advantage yes. of the elderly. And the caretaker uh-huh. caught it on the receipt when she came home. She immediately called I'm my so sister-in-law. Glad. My sister-in-law immediately called Dan Tipton. They both called the office. Dan went on Yelp and saw that there were a million reviews that these people take advantage and it, of That's not disgusting. just the elderly, also others. So anyway, care for the elderly. I'm telling you, watch and help them yep. because people will rob them blind. Yes, you have to double check everything. everything. And as always, and we've said this before, you have to be your own advocate. Absolutely. Please make sure you take notes. I do not care now. And I've even had a doctor roll their eyes at me. I don't care. I'm coming in with my list so that I don't get nervous or be made to feel weird or judged by you. I'm going to ask the questions that I need to ask. That is my right. And I am paying you for that. Yes. But I always say, thank God I have the gumption and the foresight to be able to be like, you know what? This doesn't seem right. Or for example, and I swear we're getting off this tip and taking our cleansing breath. Mm-hmm. My dermatologist, I left. I had to have a cyst removed. I left in the doctor after my two-week follow-up. When I got my stitches out, he goes, all right, well, we'll see you in a year for your skin scan. And he walked out and I looked at the nurse and I said, I have to be really honest with you. He just proved to me that he's never taken a look at my chart. Because I yes, was seeing someone else 100%. who left the practice. Also, I said, my father has had skin cancer growths diagnosed very recently. I mention it every time I'm here so that you guys are red flagged every time I'm here. Because that's what and we're supposed I, to do. Yes. I said, Vicki, who left your practice, I said, she had me come every six months. So why is he telling me to come a year from now? Yeah, that's not cool. That's every six with months. I have life. to have a biopsy. Yes. Yeah. Unawares, couldn't well, have been more why, arrogant or cocky. That's why I... I feel like we remind our listeners of this from time to time, and I'll just say it again because you can't say it enough. Uh, These people are human, and Mm. every class has a D and C average student. (laughs) Okay. When you want to ask questions, you are paying them. They are providing you a service. I I think Mm -hmm. I told you I read a book once about, like, not being a victim in life and stuff, and one of the very first things that they teach you is don't call your doctor doctor so-and-so. You call them by their first name. Because you are not indebted to them. You are not, you are there for a service. They have trained for this service and they are not better than you. Like, if one of those doctors wanted to come to our job and be on a set and do acting, they wouldn't have a clue what they were doing. Okay. I don't have a clue what you're doing, but that's why I'm paying you to do it. So don't be afraid to ask your doctors questions. Don't be afraid to piss them off. Find another one if you need to. Because this is about your life. And also, I want to let you know, this makes me laugh because it shows us that Dan Tipton's eavesdropping on us. Because he just texted me. It wasn't $800. It was $8,000. They charged my father-in-law. What? $8,000 for two teeth to be extracted. Because he was elderly and they thought they could get away with it. So watch your people and speak out. Man, we earned this cleansing breath, right? Heck yeah, we did. Also, I thought this was going to be such a quick, short episode because we had some stuff pre-planned that that we're going to play in the episode. And we are now four hours into this episode and haven't even gotten to corners. You're welcome. We are. Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to 
put the pedal to the metal guess, for the second half of this show. Guess who's going to be editing till 3 a.m. again this week? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. At least I don't have a life, so it happens fine. It's um, <laughs> okay, so this is this is the staple of our show, besides the raves. This is where we do a nice mm-hmm. cleansing breath. Please do it with us. If you can scream it out, I always recommend it. If you can't, just take a second to take a deep breath with us. Feel mm-hmm. it inside your body and your bones. You're going to feel better when you're done. Okay, are we ready? Indeed. Oh, Indeed. I didn't explain why. I think everybody knows, but. We get all of our rants out and all of our complaints, and then we cleanse this breath, we take a deep breath in, we blow out all that negativity, and we spend the rest of the time filling up with goodness and funnies. So here we yes. go. All right. Deep breath in. And ah. Do you think Dan Tipton did it with us? <laughs> he probably did. He probably did. Unconsciously. <laughs> I don't, you know what's so funny is I don't even know where he is. I'm like, oh, God, he can hear me. I better be careful what I say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving Amazing. on into our corners. Uh, I'm up. Am I up first? Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm up first. Okay. Here we go. Uh, okay, guys. So this is so cute. I have to share. I know it is all over social media. Probably you've heard about it, but just in case you're living under a rock and you haven't, we're going to share it with you and I'm going to read you the letter. This is a kids are amazing corner. Okay. A 10 year old girl in Los Angeles wanted a unicorn license. So she wrote to animal care and they replied brilliantly. So I'm going to read you her little note. It's handwritten. You guys can find this all over social media. It's the cutest thing ever. Dear LA County, I would like your approval. If I can have a unicorn in my backyard, if I can find one, please send me a letter in response, Madeline. Okay. Already the cutest thing ever, right? Like so responsible, so precious that she took the time Mm -hmm. to find out who she needed to write. You know, her parents were like, "Yes, you can't have one in LA County. You'll have to get permission, you know? So cute. (laughs) What ended up happening is that LA County, um, I want to get it right. The director, Marsha Mayetta, the director of the L.A. County Animal Care and Control, wrote her back on official California state, like, letterhead and everything. (sighs) I'm going to read it to you. Mm -hmm. And this is so very recent, you guys. Like, it got out. That's one thing about social media that is beautiful. It got out so quick. And people are eating it up like yummy, yummy treats. Mm-hmm. November 30th is when she got a response back. Okay, so very recent. Oh, my God. Dear Miss Madeline, regarding unicorn licensing. This is all typed up and so professional. <laughs> this person is a gem. We have to absolutely protect this human being. Thank you very <laughs> much for your letter requesting permission to have a unicorn in your backyard. I am pleased to tell you that the Los Angeles County Department of Animal Care and Control does license unicorns under the following conditions. One, the unicorn must be cared for in compliance with all animal caretaking regulations set forth in Los Angeles County Code Title 10. (laughs) Number two, the unicorn is given regular access to sunlight, moonbeams, and rainbows. Number three, the unicorn is fed one of its favorite treats, watermelon at least once each week number four the unicorn's horn must be maintained to be in good health 
This requires polishing at least once a month with a soft cloth. Number five, any sparkles or glitter used on the unicorn must be non-toxic and biodegradable to ensure the unicorn's good health. It is always rewarding to hear from young people who thoughtfully consider the requirements of providing a loving home to animals. I commend your sense of responsible pet ownership to seek permission in advance to keep a unicorn in Los Angeles County. Enclosed is a pre-approved unicorn license for when you can find one. In the meantime, because they are indeed very rare to find, we hope you will enjoy this enclosed unicorn with our compliments and appreciation for reaching out to our department. Warmest regards, Marsha Mayetta, director. Is that not the most precious thing? The amount of time and creativity that went into this. But I'm telling you, it's also so amazing because it is teaching these little ones how to be responsible for their pets. When we were growing up, our parents complained all the time because they would get pets and none of us would take care of them. It still happens Mm -hmm. from time to time. This little one's clearly being taught you need to be responsible for your pets. And then this director from Los Angeles County Animal Care really kind of put that into perspective for her, but still made it fun. Mm -hmm. Like I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed. I made it fun. Yes. I wish everyone would reply to this. Remember, this was a while back in one of our older episodes, the woman, this was during COVID when people were making like little fairy gardens and putting out painted rocks and stuff. And a neighbor saw it who had been very isolated and alone and responded in tiny writing in a little scroll as the fairy to the little girl. Oh my God. Magical. Please more fun, magical, creative things with a kid. We need it. It really is um, human connection. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And and this one specifically on top of that, it's teaching a lesson. Like, oh, I don't no. know if you've seen Our Planet. Um, it's on Netflix, I believe. We watched an episode together of it last night. We watched an episode of Wednesday together as a family, and then we did Our Planet. Ooh. If you have a chance, nothing to do, whether you have a family or not, watch some of those. The We've talked about this before. The photography on these animal shows now are just beyond. Beyond the the very beyond. first episode of that of that series, our planet. It's called One Planet, and it's talking very much about the damage that we are doing to our planet. And just in my home specifically, Henry is at the age where he's asking a lot of questions about the planet and is it going to die mm-hmm. and what will we do and. So he's very, and I've really been able to to take this opportunity to talk to him about this is why mm-hmm. we recycle. This is why we have to be good to our animals. This is why we have to start learning about fossil fuels and how to get them out of here. Like all these yep. different things. And he is so aware. I don't think we realize that our children, they understand that we are killing our planet oh, and that yeah, they are going they to have to fix it. Yes. And this is just like a good first step lesson of like, Yes, this is a mythical creature, but she's learning what it takes to really take care of the animals on our Mm -hmm. planet. I just love it so much. I love it, too. You can find that that, uh, letter and the response letter everywhere on social media. I recommend you look at it because it's just so So adorable. Yes, yes. (laughs) Thank you for that fun, fun corner. Yeah. So this corner... Is a what the what? Because <laughs> let me tell you something. 
After I read this, I think Dana and I are going to have a little bit of an argument over who wants to take over this guy's job. Okay. <laughs> this is from our dear friend Spooky at Oddity Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I read the headline, but I didn't read the article. So I'm like on this journey with you. Uh huh. <laughs> Office worker complains that he gets paid $128,000 a year. To do nothing. Unacceptable. Well, I'm just going to go on the record. Sign me up. I know. I'm going to go on the record and go, you are so uh, ungrateful. Anyway, I haven't read the article, so. <laughs> I'll do it for half your salary. No How about joke. That? An Irish financial manager for Ireland's National Railway Network claims that he gets paid almost $130,000 a year to eat lunch and read newspapers all day. Sign me up. Thank you. I'd be so smart. Right? <laughs> eat. Getting paid to eat and educate myself. Cool. Yeah. I might, Done deal. I may have to get a wheelchair to haul my fat body around, <laughs> but <laughs> he's <super> intelligent. <laughs> oh, my God. Getting paid to essentially do nothing doesn't sound like something most people would complain about. But for Dermot Alistair Mills, an employee at Irish Rail, it's discrimination. The financial manager claims that after turning whistleblower about the company's accounting in 2014, he was gradually relieved of virtually all of his duties to the point where he now spends most of his days eating lunch and reading newspapers. Despite all this, he still cashes his regular paycheck every He's month. He's lucky. It's ridiculous. I buy two newspapers, The Times and The Independent, and a sandwich. I go in my cubicle. I turn on my computer. I look at emails. There are no emails. Oh, <laughs> Alan just texts me, stop yelling. Oh, my God. Both of our husbands are listening to us. <laughs> There are no emails associated with work, no messages, no communications, no colleague communications. I sit and I read the newspaper and I eat my sandwich. Then about 10.30 a.m., if there's an email which requires an answer, I answer it. If there's work associated with it, I do that work. I'd say if I got something that required me to do work once in a while, I'd be thrilled the financial manager said that he had responsibility for capital budgets worth around 250 million pounds mm -hmm. from 2000 until the financial collapse in 2007. He was promoted in 2010, but his career started falling apart in 2013 when he was allegedly bullied into a new role and forced to take three months sick leave. Mm -hmm. Mills claims that when he returned, he noticed certain issues with debtors and sent a good faith report to the Irish rail chief executive in March 2014 before making a protected disclosure to the transport minister. Since then, his responsibilities at the company have been cut and his but as has his budget portfolio. Mm. I started off with what seemed like a reasonable remit in 2013 and 2014 slowly but surely it was hacked down to nothing Mills said that what his lawyer said that he gets paid to do nothing he is talking about using his skills the financial manager added that he feels isolated and that he has been excluded from company meetings and training opportunities the unusual case is scheduled to have its next hearing early next year well, now I feel bad about I what know. I said because I do too. he did try to do the right he thing. He tried to do the right thing. 
And I also do want to say when you, and I know this from experience right now. So Mm -hmm. everybody's aware that a lot of things in the world period have changed because of COVID, but I've, I've spoken on acting podcasts and stuff about how it's affected Mm -hmm. my career. And the worst thing about it is, um, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful. I have worked a little bit through COVID, but not like I did before. Something has fundamentally changed where I've Mm -hmm. had to remind myself and I try to remind my friends, we didn't take a pill and become bad actors overnight. Like something else is going on, right? Mm -hmm. There are actually bad actors on TV right now. Like my dad (laughs) said that. And if my dad notices it, there's a problem. Okay. So what I do want to say is when you are not able to do what your skill set is, what your love is, what your career is, I have had mm. I have had an identity crisis during this period more than once. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I do get what he's saying like he that's a big position to be a financial manager for a company and those the accounts he had were huge obviously. You right. do get a sense of accomplishment and value and self-satisfaction from doing what you're supposed to be doing, doing it well, doing your job. Like I do get that it would be frustrating. Absolutely. So I do feel bad for him in that regard. And especially because he was doing the right thing. Yes. Um, and now he's punished for it. Yeah. It's like, and I was like, I'll take that job, but also I don't want to compromise my morals either. So I can understand no. that to some extent. And then to be isolated. And again, that all sounds great. It's boring as boring. hell. Okay. Yeah. I'm always would much rather go into a work situation and have it be busy and kind of frenetic and whatever. It makes the day go by faster. It gets everybody going instead of sitting around. Well, they're trying to silence him and they're like, we'll ignore it. If you do, here's a money. We'll pay you Uh so that hopefully nothing more comes. Yeah. That's, that's not cool. Well, I'm sorry, Alistair with three names. I really am. I am sorry too. Dermot Alistair Mills. But it's real tempting to be like, ooh, but that's a lot of money. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Well, see there, guys, you can't always just go off a headline. You really need to read the article. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that, Jessica. Indeed. Are we ready to like go into our... Oh, let's do like, it. Like, go into let's our raves. I'm really excited. I'm always excited for our raves. Uh, it's going to be pretty quick on my part because I'm literally just going to... Here, let's get into this. Let me see if I can make this happen. The title... This is from Now This News. And they have another account called Now This Her. And that's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you don't follow them, I do follow them. And I really, really love it. They have a lot of great information and stories. Again, that's now this news. Um, This particular video that I am going to play for you guys absolutely gave me chills. Uh, Mm -hmm. The the caption says, it's about damn time. That's in quotes because we all know that song, Lizzo. Mm -hmm. You take a look at this touching moment. This is Lizzo. She is at, what what was this? The, um, The Grammys? Yeah, uh, no, People's Choice. People's Choice, that's right. I don't watch award shows anymore. I don't know why. But anyway, I know generally when they're happening, and I always watch all the highlights. That's the best part anyway. Mm -hmm. So at Mm -hmm. the People's Choice Awards, they gave Lizzo the time during her speech, uh, receiving her award, to shout out 
different women who do different things and have organizations. It was a total women's empowerment moment. This Mm -hmm. is freaking awesome. I'm going to play the whole thing for you. It's a lot of information to take in. So I'm going to do my best while I'm waiting for things to render out editing tonight to get all of these things and people mentioned in this speech uh, in our show notes so that you can check it out. And also Jessica and I are going to use it as kind of a um, inspiration for some raves in the future to really focus on some of these women that Mm -hmm. were highlighted in this speech. So if I may, I'm going to go ahead and play this video for you guys. Um, I would recommend also looking it up so you can put some faces to these amazing people. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Okay, here we go. Lizzo honored women activists during her People's Choice Award. her yep yes girl they need us right now That existed. And empower the Asian right. American and Pacific Islander community. Yes. Here's Stop the hate. Faye Montez. She's a Chicana indigenous artist and activist, co-founder of the groundbreaking women's collective, Mujeres de Maiz. She has created a safe platform for indigenous women of color to express themselves. Yes. This is Shayla Look at her. Look up her dance videos if you get a chance. Love her. over and hugs her. Look at this. Mm, I love Iranian American, she is fighting 
to amplify the plight of the Iranian people. This is Sahar Pirzada, who was working on behalf of Muslim women here in America to advance reproductive justice and protect the community, gender violence, and oppressive system. Yes. This is Shandy Moore, who works as a community health educator at Children's Health Hospital in Los Angeles, giving trans and gender non-conforming youth the tools they need to live their lives as their authentic selves. Yes, amazing. This is Crystal Echo Hawk, a member of the Pawnee Nation of Oklahoma, who seeks to amplify Native voices through her organization. And Lula Native, she disrupts the invisibility of Native people here in America. I like that. I like that saying. Callback. Okay. It's Tamika Palmer. She fights in honor of the memory of her daughter, Brianna Taylor. Say her name. Not forget these people. Mm -mm. Okay, I love her so much for doing that. She used her speech time to do that, and thank you to whoever let her. Yes, these are voices that need to be amplified. These are organizations that not all of us know about. I knew some of them, but I've never heard of a Mm -hmm. lot of them. And I'm grateful to know because. As a result, I'm going to go look them up and I'm going to put it in our show notes. Yes. And we are probably going to rave about some of these people in the organizations in the future. It's fantastic. And I really freaked when I saw that immediately. I recognized that woman. Uh, what is her name? Shirley Rains, yes. the one who does beauty to the streets. She has a shaved head. She has giant hoop earrings. She's really so big gorgeous. lashes. She's beautiful and you can't miss her. And I immediately I'm like, oh, my God. We raved about yes, that woman. I know. And it, I don't know. It just really made, Which, I love all of them, but I'm that s- one really got to me maybe because she's local. Too, she's, she's local. Yeah. Working with our homeless in LA. I, I just love it. I do too, because you and I have talked, we, both of us, I think have, it's heavy on our hearts, the homeless mm-hmm. situation yes. in our town. And there's mm-hmm. so little that we can do long-term to fix the problem right. personally. But people like her mm-hmm. are making such a difference individually for these human beings. Let's not forget mm-hmm. that these are human beings. Okay. Yep. I love it. And giving them dignity. Also, a friend that I grew up with, this was one of our earlier raves, Hope Through Soap in Atlanta, Georgia, who has mobile showering Showers. units. Yes. And he started as such a small thing just on his own. And he is now building such a massive force in Atlanta. He had to rent a warehouse to hold all of the clothing and other donations that they are receiving to give out to people. So all of this is incredible. So incredible. And also I was really happy to see a lot of um, native American voices in organizations because it's so shocking to me that like we know so little about the people mm-hmm. who were here before us and it's been Absolutely. shoved under the rug and just whispered about what we did to those people mm-hmm. like the tragedy of 
of what's happening. You guys, this is ringing because I'm waiting for a call back from the government. Dan, <laughs> he's going to answer it. We're almost done. Uh, I'm trying to get my passport. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe I should cut Hilarious. that out. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just so lovely. Um, I really appreciated that she did that. And I'm just not surprised. I could not love right? Lizzo more. Like, she's so Neither young. Could I. She is so young and yet such a force. And she uses her platform to make the world better. I could not yes. admire that more. I agree. I mean, hey, Bella Porch, why don't you make a difference? Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she listens? <laughs> oh, my God. Hilarious. Okay. Well, now I. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I love it so much. Your turn. I, I will keep talking. I can't help it. Go ahead. Here is a quick. Rave, thank you. This was sent in by my cousin Emily in Toronto this it. morning. Um, she's like, I think you need this. Now she was just sending it to me for the book, but then I'm like, Yes, I do need it. And then I looked into it and now we have a rave out of it. Yes. Um, first of all, mm, yeah, it's Golden Girls related. It's the Golden Girls, Good Night Girls. It's a new book that um is now Very out and available. Cute. Okay. So celebrate your love of the iconic 1980s sitcom with this charming board book that fans will want to share with the youngest readers at bedtime. Dorothy, Blanche, and Rose are having a sleepover. And of course, they're having too much fun to go to sleep. As Ma tries to get them to settle down, the girls enjoy some cheesecake in the kitchen, try on their dress-up clothes, sing and dance, and say goodnight to their friends, Stan and Miles. <laughs> Finally, after taking a bath and putting on their PJs, they all squeeze into bed and listen to one of Ma's Sicily stories before they drift off together. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm all in. I love the Golden Girls. Me too. Okay. But why is it special? One percent of the proceeds of that book are going to Indigo Love of Reading Foundation. Mm. You can find that at indigoloveofreading.org indigo is the barnes and noble of canada okay it's an amazing bookstore it is very much like that amazing bookstore you and i went to at this time last year it's two stories they have an escalator they have an incredible cafe with second cup which is again like the starbucks of can well you know, I, like I Timmy Hortons is like Dunkin' Donuts. I would say, yes. like, publicly speaking, a bookstore is probably the place publicly that I feel the most cozy. Isn't that oh, funny? I love it. I love a bookstore. No, I feel the same way. I absolutely love it. So um, Indigo has this foundation for the love of reading, and it says, now more than ever, students need support from all sectors to ensure access to essential literacy support. To catalyze broader investment in literacy, our foundation is taking the first step in setting an ambitious goal to raise $25 million for kids in high-need communities. They have raised $33 million in funding since 2004. Wow. They have reached 1 million students in need. 3,000 high-need schools have been impacted. 
Books have power. A book can change a child's life. It can lead to a lifelong love of reading and educational success. Many elementary schools and economically disadvantaged communities in Canada have limited library budgets. This leaves vulnerable students with inadequate school libraries filled with outdated, tattered, and unappealing books. Mm -hmm. The Indigo Love of Reading Foundation gives Canadian high-needs elementary schools funds to purchase the books and educational resources they need. We are investing in a Canada where every child has access to books, and we need your help. So uh, they also have a documentary called Watch, Read, uh, Read Between the Lines, a film produced by Indigo Love of Reading Foundation, which captures the importance of early literacy and the challenges we face in Canada by underfunding school libraries. Wow. So this is a great website. Indigoloveofreading.org. Uh, also, if you are so inclined, you can snatch one of those little Goodnight Girls, the Golden Girls book, uh, and know that a portion of the proceeds is going towards this foundation. I so love it. I love that. I'm a huge advocate of books. So is Dana. Yes. It's my favorite gift to give people 100%. from a newborn baby to an elderly adult. Yeah. I'm all about books. I know people probably don't like going into bookstores with me because I can and have spent hours, hours. in there. No, just same. Like this. Same. I even look in sections I don't know anything about. I don't know about, anything don't about. don't even really same. have an interest. I know. I do too. <laughs> I will go through every, even cooking sections. Everybody knows I don't cook. I just love a bookstore. <laughs> and I also want to go on record as saying, I believe this one million percent within my soul. Mm -hmm. Reading builds confidence. It just does. I know that for a yes. fact. It did it for me. I've seen it do it for mm -hmm. my son. It builds mm -hmm. confidence. I, I love this yes. so much. I love it. And exactly. also we love our Canadian friends so very much. We do. Yes. So shout out to all of you in the great white north. Yeah. Which I'll be coming soon. You're going to be there so soon. I know. I can't <laughs> wait. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. Um, I don't, you know what, guys? I don't know what the rest of the month into the early year is going to look like because Jessica is going away for Christmas and then I am going on a family cruise, which should be the Powells are going to be. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, living oh, it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. So, <laughs> sure what, what we're going to look like, we're going to do our best I can. We can, we might get one more out before the holiday and then we might have yeah. to take just a little break for our travels, but we'll be back. No problem. Um, Indeed, Jessica, I cannot sit still because I have to pee pee so bad. <laughs> Isn't that so <laughs> okay. dumb? Um, is no. there anything you've been watching you need to share? We both are watching Wednesday and love it. Love so it. if you guys have not it's checked that really out, please fun. do. It's really and she's so good. I love she's her. fantastic. Like sometimes when people get oversaturated in the in the like popularity market, I'm always like, we'll see. She lives up to yeah. it. She's no, great. she's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to say it again. Brienne of Tarth is the principal lady in it. Did you watch Game oh, of Thrones? Yes. No, but I know who you're talking yes. about. You wouldn't She's recognize great. her even I love, if you did. Yep. Yeah. I love Christina Ritchie. Uh, yes. Is back because she was the original or They're not all, the original, but the, yeah. the Wednesday of our, our generation. generation. They're all great. It's great. I will say this really quick. I know I've told you to watch it for the last six weeks, I know, I know. seven weeks, rather. Last night was the season finale of season two of White Lotus. And oh, my God, get on that. 
Did you see the big memes coming out today from Americana saying yes. the new White Lotus is going to be in Burbank? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm going to get on it. That Hilarious. might be my Christmas. That might be my Christmas project. I um, love it. I watched Our Do Planet it. and Wednesday. Um, and then, of course, mm-hmm. my regulars, 2020 and stuff like that. Um, I feel yes. like there was something else I was going to share with you guys, but but my peepees are taking over my brains. <laughs> <laughs> so I will just end with our point to ponder here. Um, yes. Uh, you know, wait, where is it? I'm sorry. I'll edit this. My peepees really are just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. All right. Are you ready for this? This is just yeah. kind of a Hollywood just point to ponder mm-hmm. and think about how our lives would have been different. Are you shaking with me to help me hold my pee yep. in? <laughs> yeah. I have a child. Listen, I had a baby. It's not, it's harder to hold it in. Okay. <laughs> 11 years ago, by the way. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, at least 32 different actresses were screen tested for the role of Scarlett O'Hara and Gone with the Wind. Even Lucille Ball. So, Jessica, we just got to hold on. There's, You know what? We're going to find our time, and and we're going to be able to pee-pee whenever we want. (laughs) (laughs) We will be back next week, I think. We love you guys immensely. Jessica, I always enjoy you. Good luck with your endoscopy. I love you. How do you say it? Thank you. Endoscopy. Endoscopy. Love. And we'll be back soon. We will. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.